This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Gil Castile Jr., the director of Platinum Well Solutions, who helps businesses improve their employee retirement plans. Gil, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So you're called the 401 guy dude or something, right? What's the... What's the you it's the, actually the 401k dude and 401k so, dude. Exactly. What's the story behind that real quick? So, um, you know, I've been doing this business for probably 10 to 15 years. Um, and I was at a conference about seven, eight years ago and I was uh, meeting with a, a marketing uh, director and she's very well known, you know, nationwide. And uh, she said, you need to come up with a catchy name for your brand. And, and, um, a lot of names were already taken and it just so happened that same week. I think I, I heard a, an ad on TV or radio for the DWI dude. And uh, so I said, let me just see if, if the 401k dude's available. Cause there's already a 401k, you know, guy. So I actually looked it up online and it was not taken. So I trademarked it and, uh, had a logo done and yeah, here we go. Lo and behold, a uh, 401k dude kind of says it in a nutshell, exactly what I do in a kind of an easy or catchy way to, 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 you know, put in front of people's attention. No, I like it. And mm-hmm. your logos on your shirt there. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. We're also going to talk with Federica Soriano, the CEO of the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA here in San Antonio. Federica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. Excited. Uh, you guys do a lot of great work over there at the hospital. I've been on a tour. I've been there over there a couple of times and uh, looking forward to talking more about what you guys do there and how people can get involved. With us in studio is Heather Bame, a certified business coach who partners with entrepreneurs to gain clarity and accomplish their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Always good to be here. So you saw the new podcast studio that we're going to be I going did. to? I did. I'm very excited. What did you think? It's very like, I mean, it's super impressive because you walk in and you bam, get a view of the city just in the building. And then the podcast studio itself is just really chic, really bright. We'll be able to see everybody a lot better, which is good. I'm excited. Me too. Matt's doing a great job over there with uh, mm-hmm. Peachtree Rose uh, Marketing. So we appreciate that. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and like to have your company featured on the show, you can visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210. And we'll get you booked on the show. We're booking out about two, two and a half months in advance now. I know. It sounds so impressive when we say that. Right. That's why I like to say it. We're not booking out until like... Early August, and yeah. people are like, whoa. 2024. No, I'm 2024. Kidding. We're that cool. No. <laughs> well, I, I should feel special for being here. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. actually adding a third podcast uh, episode. Um, I'm starting to coordinate that now with a specialty. So if we get business owners out there who have a network of folks and they want to produce content on a monthly basis, then they can partner with me and we can uh, get their. Uh, get their podcast made every month for them. So it's just more content for everybody. And content really is the thing. Cause if you've got the content, then you can start posting it all over social media and everything else. So, uh, but high level content is, it can be expensive. Mine's not real expensive, but it can be expensive to produce. Well, it can be, and it can be nerve wracking too. Cause I feel like people just like either don't like being in front of the camera or they just get nervous about how their content should look, even if it's a simple post. I'm not super social media-y. Um, and that's that was one of my big hangups. It's like, what do I even, what do I even post? Like there's a lot of knowledge up here, but like putting it all out there on the internet, there's that stop gap. So if you have high level, valuable content to be able to put out, I mean, it's a huge asset. Yeah, it makes your business look good and, and you get a lot of educational material out there for folks. 
All right, first up on the show is Gil Castillo Jr., the director of Platinum Wealth Solutions, who helps businesses improve their employee retirement plans. Gil, welcome to the show. First timer. <laughs> Are you nervous? No, no, I feel good, actually. I'm really excited about this. All right, awesome. Okay, so how did you get involved in the 401k business? Let's talk a little bit about that. So that's a that's a funny story, because I don't think anybody ever, you know, decides they're gonna go to school and grow <laughs> up and, and, and uh, be a 401k uh, consultant. It just kind of happened, really. I, I spent 16 years uh, previously uh, working at USAA and ended up working in a division called the Institutional Division, where USAA used to manage um, a number of um, old, you know, pension trust, things of that nature. And they didn't really have anybody that could uh, help those uh, those clients and third-party administrators with their plans. And I kind of got, you know, pushed into that role, did that for a number of years. And then um, years later, a colleague that I worked with on the outside ended up uh, working for a local firm here in town and recruited me to, to leave the comfort of USAA and the compound and, and go out into the real world. And, and then I uh, did my first 401k plan for a, one of the pretty big company here in town. And I realized I really liked working on employer plans. Uh, not that I don't like working with individuals. I do, but it's a completely different game working with employer plans and helping uh, plan sponsors, which we call uh, the, the business owners themselves or the companies and all their participants, um, you know, with education and provide them better retirement outcomes. I mean, and once you, once I, I bit that uh, or got bit by that bug, uh, I was stuck. You know, I really love that space. Cool. And how long have you been doing it now? I've been advised for about 25 years. I've been uh, specializing in employer plans for about 15 years. Okay. And you're nationally recognized by NAPA. Just go real, real quick. What is NAPA and so, why is that significant? So NAPA is the National Association of Plan Advisors. And uh, so we're a part of uh, NAPA, which is a great organization. They actually had their annual conference a few months back. Uh, we're also part of another group called Retirement Plan Advisory Group as well. And uh, aside from that, uh, I was uh, put on the, uh, this past year, on the advisor group, um, Retirement Plan Advisory Council, probably one of like maybe 50 advisors nationwide that um, were chosen to, to be in that elite group, which makes me feel very special, I guess. Yeah, and it sounds impressive too. It sounds like you, I mean, definitely know what you're doing. So we all here as business owners, 401ks are a great way to retain employees and give them benefits. But what size companies are you generally working with? So we actually, we run the full gamut. We mean, I helped a, a client not too long ago. It's a, a, a startup solo uh, lobbyist here in Texas, uh, start a, a plan for himself because he wanted to uh, put additional funds away for retirement that he couldn't do through his IRAs and such. And so we actually set up a, a solo 401k for him. We also have clients that have several hundred employees. So it runs the full gamut. I can't say that uh, we only do this size plans or that size plans. Really, we our, our clients are, are, you know, very varied in terms of size, um, locations, uh, asset sizes, and number of employees they have. And how do you generally connect with all of these different industries and employers? So most of the, the plans that we that we uh, do or we work on are actually through word of mouth. So uh, when when we help our clients, our clients know other people too. And, and those individuals tell uh, their colleagues uh, of how we help their, uh, their companies and their 401ks and participants. And then the word gets out. And that's usually how we get business is it, it's all pretty much referral based. Wow. Yeah, I found you on LinkedIn. I think that's where we kind of connected. Uh, at least I started seeing a lot of your material because you're pretty active on LinkedIn, right? Exactly. I think social media is a presence. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I get tons of business because people call me and say, I want to have a 401k with you. But for really, we use we use social media as more of a branding tool than anything else to kind of get the word about what we do and how we help companies in the area. 
Yeah, if someone's curious about you, you have an online presence that they can go and find and reassure themselves that you're legit. Well, exactly. And, you know, people are smart today. I mean, so if if I do reach out to, uh, let's say, a, a, a prospect or plan that I'd like to work on, um, those individuals, the powers that be that, that make the decisions, those companies, they're going to research you. They're going to look mm-hmm. you up on social media and they're going to see, hey, does this person really know what they're talking about? Um, so we provide very, very relevant content to those business owners and those companies, uh, things that are helpful to them. Uh, and it also shows kind of that we, we do have some exper- expertise in this field as well. So talk a little bit about your flow. So if uh, you connect with an employer or an employee, um, how do you end up like over at the business and then I guess doing your uh, like a demo or uh, educational awareness or something? Talk about how you do that and then what the flow is to the employee. So basically what we do or, or how we help a client is when I'm first introduced to a client, it's usually because that individual or that company, they're having problems with their 401k. It could be the fact that they they uh, either uh, have an advisor that really isn't doing um, what I would say uh, great work, or they haven't seen their advisor in a number of years, or uh, they've left the business for what have you. Um, so we get in, we, we meet the, with the clients, and the first thing is just to actually take a, an evaluation of the actual plan. So we get the, the necessary fee disclosures, and then we pull all the facts and numbers and costs out of what they're paying in every aspect, every component of that, of that retirement plan, and then kind of you know see how it ranks from a national basis based on uh, you know national standards. There are there are companies out there that that track what uh, all size plans should cost for the various components, whether for uh, the actual record keeping, the administration, the advisor fees, the investment costs, and then there's a national ranking of of what a plan of a certain size should cost. Right. So then we take a look at what this plan's actually paying in reference to that benchmark, and it's either going to be they're going to be at or below or above the benchmark. And nine times out of 10, they're usually way above the benchmark. So then once we cover that information at that point, um, by that point, we've typically earned the um, the uh, support of that of that business owner. And then they let us you know, become the advisors of record on that plan. And then we do our job to fix that plan, make it better, providing them better service, uh, better investment oversight, fiduciary uh, oversight as well, and provide better education for their employees. At the end of the day, it's really all about helping a company save some money, helping the employees have better retirement outcomes with our help. It sounds like once you get in front of them, I mean, you've got a way to show them really clearly the advantages of, of using your services. And I love that. But in any financial world, it seems like it's a very high trust relational situation. Like they have to trust you and they have to be willing to, to sit down with you before you can even get there. What are some of the common objections you see to people even wanting to sit down with you and go over those plans? So I'll tell you, so we live in San Antonio, so everybody's familiar with manana, right? So there's always manana, <laughs> you know, so when I reach out to, to, to prospects at times, it could be that someone referred me to them or I found them somewhere. Um, but we always try and find uh, a, a plan to work on that needs work. And mm-hmm. so in many cases, uh, when I'm meeting with clients or prospects at that point in time, really, uh, they don't know necessarily their plan has issues, right? So it's it's kind of our job to let them know that their plan has some issues, but that we can fix them, right? Nobody wants to be told their baby's ugly. Yeah. So what we try and do is we, we try to provide them relative information based on what we have and let them come to their own conclusion. Okay, so now it's not about just telling someone that, hey, your plan needs work. It's about, hey, your plan needs work, but here's how we can do to fix it or here's what we can do to fix it. You know, so uh, I'm never there to 
blast and then not provide a solution. We're there to, at the end of the day, help them help their employees. So we're kind of talking about an underperforming 401k, right? Maybe they're paying too much. Maybe it's underperforming. What would be some red flags people that you're going to make people aware of uh, with respect to their 401k and what's happening to it when you sit down with them? Well, the number one thing is one, if they have an advisor, when was the last time they saw their advisor? I mean, I, it's sad that I speak to business owners and plan sponsors every single day that tell me the last time they saw their advisor was before COVID. And so, and that's, I wish I could say that that is uncommon, but it's not. Uh, aside from that, I can look at the investment lineup in a 401k plan or a 403b for nonprofits as well. Uh, we can look at that lineup and I can tell by looking at it whether anyone's actually watching it, anyone's monitoring it or providing advice to the business owners about, you know, let's, let's fix up some of these funds because some of these funds are grossly underperforming their peers. Um, aside from that, we look at all the fees. We, I, can, I can tell by looking at a plan, uh, for the most part, just because of my experience, that whether they're paying uh, too much for their fees or not. You know, so those are all things that we, I can't always, I can't always save clients money. Nine times out of 10, I usually can. My goal isn't always to save a bunch of money, but it is certainly provide better service, better accountability, better investment oversight, and certainly better education of those participants. Well, and ultimately better performing 401k, right? Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. what we want. And remember 401ks, you know, they're going to fall under Department of Labor guidelines, ERISA guidelines. And so therefore no one wants to go through any kind of an audit, whether it be a DOL audit or an IRS audit, you know, so I can't promise our clients are never going to be audited. What I can do this is say that, hey, if you are audited, you're going to be prepared and you'll have all the information you need to provide the auditor with what they need to do their audit. Are the rules with 401ks changing often enough that, that it's something they should meet every year to understand what's going on? Because I, I really don't know that world at all. I don't know how dynamic it is with respect to changes. I would say this, you know, um, at least every three to five years. And I'll give you an example of what I, what I mean by that. Mark, do you have the same phone that you had 10 years ago? No. No one does, right? I mean, with technology changing every couple of years, our phones are changing. So just like that, in the employer retirement plan space, technology changes, uh, companies redo their fees, all these things are kind of ongoing. And if you don't keep up with that, you're falling behind. So we really try and get plans up to par, up to current standards from a technology standpoint, and get them going. Okay, so it's definitely not a set it and forget it kind of a situation. No, it's not. Well, if someone sparks some interest and then they they heard you and think, wow, I really need to talk about my 401k plans, how can they get a hold of you? Hey, they can always uh, call me first at uh, our team number is 210-998-5008. Again, 210-998-5008. And they can always email me at Castillo at, sorry, gil.castillo at pwstexas.com. That's gil.castillo at pwstexas.com. You can always find me also too on social media. I am the 401k dude, so look me up there. <laughs> All do you the have socials? A, do you have a, like a, your Instagram or something? Is it 401k dude? It is, what, it's, gil, it's uh, at gil the 401k dude. Sweet. Nice, easy to find. Thanks, Gil. Appreciate you coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. Next up on the show is Federica Soriano, the CEO of the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA, here in San Antonio. Federica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you guys are the only one of these in the United States. So can you explain what makes you guys unique in that you're the only one here in the U.S. that's doing this work? Yes. Uh, well, we're a children's rehabilitation uh, center. No, and it's an outpatient center. Usually what happens, why we are so unique, no? Because usually you can find like everything under the same roof if you're in a children's hospital, 
No, you're going to have the physicians, you're going to have the therapists, and you're going to have ancillary services. But what happens? You can't be an inpatient forever. No, you're going to be there for a week, for, I mean, a month maybe. But then you're, you're out, you're sent home, and nobody tells you what to do. No, so you have to go like one place for therapy, then pr probably no one tells you that counseling has to be, I mean, it doesn't have to be part of the equation, but it's really nice to have, no, and nutrition and social work. And I mean, so many other services that we have in the children's rehabilitation center, no, because our model of care, it's a four pillar model of care. We have the psychological, the physical psychological, social, and spiritual pillar. No, so it's kind of like a table. You have four legs, and, and if one is not working, then the table, it's not going to be stable. No, so having everything under the same roof gives you better outcomes. No, and not only that, but then you also... Uh, the, the the one who's managing the case usually what happens to families with disability and we always say they're families with disability because when disability steps in it affects the whole family not just the kid no yeah, and, sure. and they're kids so they really need no a family they the, the support of the family of the their parents siblings to really blossom no so uh, their families with disability and when a family faces disability they have to manage the case no they are the ones who have to say okay this is what i have this is what the physician told me this is what this other specialist told me uh, what the therapists are telling me and try to manage the case without any experience so what happens in in the uh, in the children's rehabilitation institute that we call crit no for short When you come into CRIT, you're assigned to a PM&R physician, which is a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician. Well, well let's take a, we'll just mm -hmm. want to get some stats in, but then mm -hmm. we also want to kind of dig through what that step is like, because it's very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, so it sounds like these parents are becoming, going out of the hospital and becoming project managers for their kids' care. Mm -hmm. So what exactly does CRIT do? Well, we, we, we manage the case, no, with a PM&R physician, which mm -hmm. is a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician. That physician is going to be at the center. He's the one who's going to manage the case, no, with mm -hmm. all the knowledge. And then he's going to trigger or she's going to trigger the different services within CRIT, no. And we have physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and language therapy. We have recreational therapy, uh, counseling, nutrition, social work, uh, genetics, like every every service you really need, no, to understand that disability world and support your kid no so you've created mm -hmm. kind of a single point of contact for the parents to go to that can then help them access all the care their child could need because yeah. i'm sure But it's then, ongoing and you're going to access the care in the same place mm -hmm. no so you're not going to have to be traveling no throughout the city and not only yeah. that but when you have the team under the same roof and working together then you're going to have better results Better communication. Better communication. And, and it feels too, I, I've been there a couple of times and, and the kids, it's almost like it's their a home away from home kind of a thing. They're, they feel very, mm -hmm. they seem to feel very connected to that place mm -hmm. uh, because like you're saying, everything's done in one spot. That's where they go on a regular basis. How often are kids going 
to the facility? How often do they come? Is it every, every day? Every, every kid has their own plan of care, no? Because no disability is the same as other disability, no? So even though they could all be cerebral palsy, it's different from one kid to the other. So we have kids that go three times a week for five services every time they go, or kids that are there one time, one every one time every fifteen days. Others that go for an intensive therapy week every every two or three months. No, so they're all different. No, they, their plan is tailored for their needs. And the parents are the parents involved in this process as well. If they have to. No, that's a that's another big difference with other therapy centers. Usually, when you go to other therapy centers, the therapist comes to the um, to the waiting room. They take your kid. They go back. They have therapy. They come out and they tell you what happened. Here is the other way around. Parents have to be part of the therapy session. No, uh, we want our parents to learn everything about the therapy, why they're getting, what exercises, how to do them, because disability, much in much of the uh, uh, cases, it, it's going to be there for life. No, So parents have to learn everything about the exercises, when to g- do the exercises, how to do the exercises. You know? And having this one central place for everybody to come to, to get everything mm-hmm. sounds huge. So once a child is diagnosed, is it something like every doctor in the city is sending them your way? How do parents get connected with you? Yeah, by referral. Well, but we have uh, most of, of the kids we have right now have been self-referred. No, mm. it's word of mouth. No. And, and they just call and crit and they self-refer themselves. But we also have a lot of physician referrals. And you have a waiting list, correct? Yes, we service 350 families every year, and we have a waiting list of more than 1,600. Wow. Wow, so is that, I mean, uh, different cases are going to be different wait times? You take different categories of patients, and explain Mm -hmm. how that works a little bit. Yeah, we have, I mean... It's depending on the disability you have, it, you're put in a wait in a different waiting list, no? Yeah. And for example, newborns, they just skip the waiting list because really those first three years are are gold, no, in, in the development of, of a child. So babies skip the waiting line, no. Uh, then cerebral palsy is the, the clinic that has the the longest waiting time, no. So it all depends on on what is the disability and, and your age. Okay. So it sounds like there's a huge, huge amount of demand here. Do you guys yes. have a plan to expand in the future? Yes, we, we really want to expand, but it all comes to donations, you know, mm. because m- many of the services we give to the families are not covered by insurance, you know. Uh, for example, counseling, it's not covered by insurance, but how can you talk about rehabilitation without counseling or without nutrition or without recreational therapy, you know? That's all the, the social pillar that I was talking about because mm-hmm. one is, okay, you can, you can be having therapy, but if you want to be into the ultimate goal of rehabilitation is becoming part of society. It's, it's inclusion. How can you be included if you never learned how to play, if you never learned how to interact with your peers? No? So that's recu- recreational therapy. Yeah. And where do you guys generally get most of your donations from? Uh, generally, we get them through a Teleton event that we do mm-hmm. every, every December. 
No, okay. uh, it's a nationwide Teleton event. No, we air nationwide through Univision, uh, and it's every December. It's a seventeen-hour TV show. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And do you get volunteers to to take up slots on that that seventeen hours? Yes, yeah, and we have volunteers for many of our events. Yeah, and and also, I mean, we even have volunteers that go on a regular basis because uh, we try to. Every all the medical part is done by professionals, mm-hmm. you know. But translations are done by by volunteers, you know. Uh, when we have body events, that's going out with the kids and pairing a regular kids with kids with disability. Then for for all this social integration, we we take in volunteers, you know. Uh, many there's many programs where we get the help from volunteers, even for looking for dream makers. That those are monthly givers, you no. Know, but the program is called Dream Makers. And you guys do a tour of your facility every month, right? Yeah, we have uh, a tour because we want people to know what we're doing, no? And to see firsthand how we're doing it and and the special care that that kids are receiving. Because we have many kids that in other places, they have been told that they're never going to walk or they're never going to speak or they're never going to do this. And they come to CRIT and they start doing those things that they were told that they were never going to do, no? Uh, So we want people to see that and to experience that. So we have an an open tour that's every, every, uh, the last Tuesday of the month. No, and and you can get in line. I mean, you can go and in, into our website. No, and and put yourself on on the tour, or just drop the last Tuesday of the of the month at ten o'clock in the morning. Awesome, and if folks want to get in touch with you guys, how do they do that? Uh, we have the contact us in the webpage, which is critusa dot org. That's C for children's R I T USA dot org. No, and that's going to be also for our social media. It's Crit USA. Our webpage. It's Crit USA. Awesome. Thanks for t- talking about that. So have you been on the tour yet, Heather? I have not, but I'm going to put it on my calendar yep, for next you month. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you okay. should come next month. You Absolutely. should. I am too. I got involved with CRIT last year and mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, on the CRIT Advisory Council. And I'm also a brand new dream maker uh-huh. as of a couple of weeks ago from the from the uh, annual CRIT gala that happened a couple of weeks ago. So, so what are you going to be doing as a dream maker? Go. Uh, I, you know, I just do my little part, donate to, to the or- great organization that not many people know about. Uh, so I just, uh, like I said, I do, I donate my, uh, small monetary amount, you know, which is not a big deal, but, uh, I'm also a big advocate for crit. I think crit is a great organization and more people need to know about it. Um, you know, like I said, I, I do a few things in the community and this is one of the things that's right there in the center of my heart. Yeah. And I mean, Gil said it's not a, a very big amount. Everything is big, no, because mm-hmm. when we all get together, probably just, uh, no, because the Dream Maker starts at 83 cents a day. So it, that's $25 a month. It's, it, you could say it's almost nothing, no. But when you have 1,000 people, 2,000 people participating, it really makes the difference, no. So you can never say this, this is, this is nothing. No, it means a lot. No, I think Good. that's huge. And especially, you know, those of us who are entrepreneurs and own a business, part of part of what we're doing is a bigger why. And I think, you know, even just donating time, but being able to donate those funds when technically they're tax free, folks, if you donate to a charity before you give the government your taxes, you're going to give it to something. 
Mm-hmm. Give it to a worthwhile organization. You either give it to them or the IRS. One of the two. <laughs> I know. Right? Do choice. you want to give it to Crit or do you want to give it to the IRS? Yeah, you have you have the opportunity to mm-hmm. pick. So choose right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah, getting involved in the community is always a really good thing to do. And people can feel a bit strapped, especially entrepreneurs, if they're like, you know, I don't have a whole lot of discretionary yeah. income, so they're holding it tight to that. But there's other ways to get involved too, which could be just volunteering. Uh, one of the things that I do is I talk to a lot of people about mm-hmm. Crit Hospital and refer them that way. Howie's kind of my connection. Howie and Estelle over there is a connection. And now, of course, Gil uh, to because he's there every month to go mm-hmm. on the tour and walks people around like that. But just being a mouthpiece for, you know, the crit hospital is, is a good way to serve. Yeah. So highly recommend that everybody go it's, down and take a tour. It's helping us networking, you know, because, yeah. because I mean, not, I mean, probably you didn't know about crit until now. Not, no. no. And that's the thing. I feel like if you can be going out and networking and yes, building your business, but also using that activity that you're doing to build your business, to feed into something bigger than you. And that's going to help the community and society as a whole. I mean, it's only going to help you in the long run in your business as well, because people aren't going to see you as that used car salesman commission breath i only care about making a buck they're going to see that you really do want to pour in at a high level so if you aren't able to to donate through funds i mean just getting the word out and spreading the message is huge yeah and we have to live here right i mean we do live here in san antonio we do no i agree i mean i I think we're all in business to to um, turn a profit of some sort but in the same breath i mean i think we're also here to give back and give back to our community so uh, I'm proud of the organization. I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for being included with, uh, with helping Crit. Uh, like you mentioned, Howie Nestle is a great guy. He, we do a lot in the community. Howie does tons <laughs> of the community. And uh, uh, I do my little part to give back. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us this week. You guys have a great one. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much.